0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 12. I am very excited for this week. We have quite the episode ahead that we did not tell Nick about because this week we are asking ourselves the question Am I ready to start a family? And so I have a great guest today. She is a friend, a professional, a new mom. And I'm just so excited to welcome Megan Schmidt. So, everyone, please welcome Megan. Hi, Megan.
1: Hey, Jace, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. It has been quite a week and this topic is something that I'm really excited about. I've been thinking a lot on it. I sent you a few questions, but I think this is just going to be, I don't know, we're talking about inspiration and I think everyone's kind of been stuck at home and a lot of people with their partners and they're all kind of in this mindset of like, is it time to get married? Is it time to have kids? Like where, what... Where are we going with a family? And also just understanding that every family looks different. I don't know. I'm very excited to talk today. Yeah. Um, Before we get started, let's do the news inspired because we have some exciting headlines this week. So first and foremost, the Department of Health and Human Services has announced that they are reversing a policy that limits transgender persons access to health care. So everyone in this country will now have equal access to federal health care. Very exciting news that's awesome Uh, the next headline i don't were you following the um the chinese rocket that was like crashing turn
1: i was not i'm honestly i am probably one of the worst people to follow the news and to talk to news about we don't even have live television so i really i am the absolute worst about following Up like current events and things (laughs) sometimes
0: that's okay you you don't you don't want to follow this also who has live news live tv these days like that's not a thing um well there was a chinese rocket last week that the chinese government was letting do an uncontrolled fall to earth meaning it could crash literally anywhere and people were all worried about it and the scientific community was tracking it and luckily it landed safely in the indian ocean and no one was hurt okay so all good news there yeah. and then finally very excited as of last week a new federally funded restaurant fund has opened to provide support for the food service industry and I my favorite restaurant here in LA is down to one location after the pandemic so I need they need this stimulation to keep going so I'm really excited because I didn't want to lose awesome. them this was The News Inspired, and I hope that these are just the first of many headlines that we uh, get to talk about this week that put a smile on our face. But we are here today to talk about family. So Megan, why don't you start by just telling us about yourself, your family, and how you got to where you are?
1: Okay, well, you know, I am probably, I am extremely prepared all the time, and I, I write things out, and then when I get ready to read them, I never actually read what I have. And I was so glad that you sent me like a few things to even think about what we would talk about because family, it's such a big thing. And you know, everyone, everyone's ready at, at different times, but a little bit about myself, I was born and raised, um, in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Uh, we, my family has had a business here. We turn 100 years old next year. Um, Yeah, it's crazy, crazy to think um that it's been been around that long. But you know, I've I've been involved in a lot of things growing up and had a lot of different plans and you know, God has led my life in 20 different directions and sometimes at the exact same time. Um sometimes I feel like I catch myself coming and going and running into myself sometimes, but one thing um that has always been for me, um, was the Bible verse Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, which says for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper and not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And that's one thing that I just have always had in the back of my mind for my family. Like, you know, when, when God has the plan for me to have a family, we, we will have a family. And so, um, you know, my husband and I have known each other for 20, I guess, four years. Technically, we've known each other for 24 years. Um, I was two and he was seven when our parents built houses uh, next door to each other. Um, But, you know, he was always my brother's friend. He and my brother um, are the same age. So, I really didn't know him. Um, He has my husband has siblings that are the same age as me and a little bit younger. Um, So I was, you know, we kind of like I said, we grew up next to each other. Um, We we had a pond in our backyard. They had a tennis court in their backyard. So we kind of had our little park and the neighbor in between us. We all kind of hung out there. Um, But, you know, I was wasn't really sure where I was going in life after I graduated college. I kind of I was at a standstill after I had done an internship with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital um, in the fundraising department. And I had no idea like what I was gonna do. And until I received a message on Facebook um, on June 16th, 2016, Aww. um that said Hey, Megan, how are you? I know it's last minute, but we have an extra ticket to the cards game tonight at 715. And I was wondering if you wanted to go. And so of course, I went to my parents, I said, Hey, do you mind if I go to this Cardinal game with Ryan? And they were like, sure, I guess. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And so um, we went to the Cardinal game. I really didn't think anything of it, you know, just two friends going to the game. Um, And then shortly after that, I was able to take a trip of a lifetime to Auschwitz with the Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Um and while I was gone, um Ryan and I texted all the time. We were constantly talking, we were doing different things and so, you know, we kind of just we we started dating when when I got back um from Poland and I it was it was the right time. Um mm-hmm. a lot of things had changed for me. Um realizing that Ryan and I had different religious backgrounds. Um, I grew up non-denominational and Ryan grew up Catholic. And I thought, okay, do is this what I want to do? Like, do I want to become Catholic? And so for that, it was just kind of one of those things. I don't know if, if it was the, uh, at the time I was like, I don't know if this is the right thing or not for me um, for, for my journey. Um, But I started the RCIA process, the becoming Catholic um, process back in 2016, and I, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, you know what, this is this is going to be our family's journey. This is where we're going to go. And then um, that fall, I guess it was in January of 2017, I realized that I was com- becoming Catholic on April 15th. And for most people, April 15th is just a random day. Um for me and for most people, um, it's tax day. Every well, for everyone, <laughs> tax day. But um for me, it, it became a very significant God wink in my life. Um, I had lost a really close friend um during all of this, and I never got to tell him that I was becoming Catholic. But he he was an accountant and he was known as tax man. And so then it was just one more thing fell into place of where God had that plan for, for our life. Um, and so I continued the RCIA process, Ryan and I continued dating. Uh, we got engaged in July of 2017 and, um, it was, it was a great day surrounded by family, surrounded by friends. And, you know, we had always talked about starting a family. We were, we were so excited. Um, and we, we knew we didn't want a really long engagement, but we knew we didn't want like a super short engagement, kind of one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got married the following June and we we were pretty much ready to start a family, but we also knew that we were young and we wanted to still have our experiences in life. But Ryan and I have such great communication on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we started Um, trying for, trying for a family then, and it wasn't working. Um, And I know I'll probably dive more into that later of, of like all of that. Um, But, you know, we just, we kind of started, started our family and um, jobs have changed. Everything has changed. But one thing that I always know, Ryan is going to be there to support me through whatever I decide To do and now having the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom um, is the best thing ever. So I'll we'll dive more into our our family family journey a little bit later. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that was so great. Like you painted such a good picture there of the whole your whole relationship, and it really gave you really gave a good description of like how you met Ryan Mm -hmm. and, and then kind of the process. But how did you so? I think for a lot of people, the first step in starting a family is you've found your person and you, you decided it's time to get married. So um, how did you know when it was the right time for that?
1: Well, like I said, Ryan and I had great communication, and you know, never, never once did I, I feel forced to become Catholic. I, you know my faith journey probably better than, better than anyone. <laughs> Um, that, that I know I, I have attended a church for a very long time and I kind of started to fall away, um, from my faith until back in 2012, 2013, when I started to be able to attend church with you. And, you know, I, I felt the sense of belonging again with, with church and things. And then, um, after I went off to college and you were still at that church, you know, we, we parted ways a little bit on that. And I kind of just didn't feel like it was the right thing, but Ryan, Ryan brought me back, um, to doing that. Mm. And so we've always, you know, there's always the right time for something. Um, we might not see it and we might think, what is, what are we doing? I just, I, I think it's time for me to get married. And, you know, I was, I was ready I I was at the age where I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to get married, but I have to find someone who's equally ready to get married um, and wants to spend the rest of their life with me. And, you know, I think we both have such a strong faith and we've given Ryan and I both have given ourselves um, to Christ to try to be involved in as many things. And we wanted him at the center of our marriage and that he would lead us at the right time but for me, it was just knowing, you know, I found, I found my person, found my lobster for, mm. for friends. If you, if you need a yeah. friend's oh, reference, there. always course. need a friend's reference, right? Um, <laughs> no. And so I just, I found, I found that right person and, you know, you, you can think you find the right person and you can be with someone for a really long time and find out that, you know, it's, it's not the right thing. Um, but you know, when you do find that person, you know, they're the right, they're the person that you're supposed to spend forever with. Uh, but that's awesome.
0: I love the Friends reference. I think I make at least one a day and Nick doesn't watch Friends, so he never understands. So I'm glad that that happened. But um, I would say you caused my Friends addiction. So I, I, I yeah, I, it's a problem. There's going to be an episode about it eventually. I'm confident. There you go. Um Yes, no I I'm really loved that you guys found. You found so many things to to share and you mentioned like your faith was so important to you and um how you felt like you had maybe fallen away from that or I think you said like you weren't sure where you were going and like you found someone that just maybe grounded you and I think that, mm-hmm. that that's such a good thing. But there's also a lot of um in all relationships there's always like things that don't you know that maybe you're different you know they say opposites attract so are there any of those kinds of things I know this wasn't a question I prepared you for but are there any of those that you noticed when you were getting okay because not okay not to to cut you off but one of the things I remember at your wedding the priest saying was he was like there are going to be things about each other that are completely different and drive you crazy and his example was how you eat toast yes like he was like, you're going to find out that you eat toast very differently and it's going to annoy you more than anything in the world. But are there any things that you found, you know, it's your person, but there's just things that are, you're very different. You have different opinions on things like that. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Ryan happens to be sitting next to me. He said, (laughs) bring it on.
0: Oh no. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Sorry. No. No pressure. (laughs) I don't care. No. Um, I'm trying to think like of things that probably that we both, we both do the habitual lateness. Mm -hmm. I will, I will say that, Um, you know, being in theater, if you are 15 minutes early, you're late. And, you know, growing up with growing up, being in, in theater and whatnot, you know, um, that was always drilled into my brain. I like to be somewhere way earlier than anyone ever needs to be somewhere. And I'm almost one of those people that it's like awkward how early I get there. And sometimes I'm the person that sits in my car until it's Mm -hmm. like acceptable to get there. Um, but I will have to say, you know, that is one thing. And I have noticed if it's something that like I want to do, if it's something that like, whether it's an event that I want to attend or that I'm doing, um, Ryan is usually later than an event that he wants to attend.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: don't know if it's just cause he doesn't want to go with me to the crazy <laughs> things, but most of the things we're involved with together. But I, I would say that the, the lateness has caused a lot of, a lot of issues, but adding a baby into it, yeah. you're just late all the time. And that's the best part is you can be like, Oh, Jeremiah was sleeping or he was doing this. And it's like, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say. The lateness okay. would probably be the thing.
0: Benefits of a baby right there, which is a really good transition to talking about your baby. But before we do that, I wanted to ask another question because um, I know you mentioned a second ago, that there's a small age difference between you yeah. and Ryan, just like five years, right?
1: Yep, five years.
0: So Nick and I are almost seven years apart, which I feel like is still small, but I know some people like in my family and in my life who might have like a 10, 12 year age difference in their relationship yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? And like, have you noticed age difference being a thing in your relationship? Does it matter to you guys?
1: You know, we, we really don't. Um, A few things um, that I noticed one of the first times we actually attended um, Ryan's college roommate's wedding and it was over in Columbia, Missouri. They all went to Mizzou. And so we went over there and we had gone out to a college bar. We were, we were, it was the night before the wedding. We were all hanging out and we went out to a college bar. And I was like, oh, that was really fun. Like that was, that was a lot of fun to like go to a bar and like hang out with friends and things. And Ryan kind of looked at me and said, what? What? like you've never been to a bar and i'm like you can't really count the bars in Mount Vernon as bars because they're just not it's like not. we don't have that like bar scene i guess yeah. you could say in Mount Vernon and i okay i went to college but i didn't go like to physical school i did all my schooling online right. so i never had that college bar experience and I had just turned 21 like six months before that. So I didn't really have the experience to go to a bar and Ryan goes, Oh my, like what? He's probably like, what have I signed up for? This girl hasn't like ever even been to a college bar before. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was one of the things that I think was pretty funny. And then the other thing, um, you know, a song will come on the radio or we'll be talking about something yes. and He'll make, he'll be like, oh, I remember that. I was a freshman in college when that came out. I'll be like, I was in the seventh grade.
0: Yeah. And he'll
1: be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't tell people that. Cause, (laughs) you know, now, and I'm sure you and Nick see it, like, you don't see it. Like, an age difference now isn't a big deal. But when you think about like a freshman in college dating a seventh grader, like, that's not really okay. But, we weren't dating back then. We, I mean, we were, we knew each other, but that's the thing is like, when you see stuff like that, and then you think about things, um, and same thing, um, we shared a foreign exchange student. Um, we had a foreign exchange student stay with us from Germany. Um, Mm -hmm. he started with our family and, um, my brother and Timo, um, they were soft. Sophomores in high school. They were sophomores. Yeah. In high school. And so I was in fifth grade. So, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Well, he went to, he lived with our family. Then he lived with Ryan's family. Mm -hmm. And then he came back to ours. Well, you know, I didn't really think of the age difference until one time I was talking about, about it at Rotary and saying something about sharing the foreign exchange student experience. And I was like, yeah, Ryan was a sophomore in high school and Timo stayed with him and I was in fifth grade. And I was like, Oh, that sounds even worse. <laughs> like about, about the age difference. But you know, now we really don't see an age difference. You know, yeah. I last year, unfortunately with, with COVID and, um, Ryan didn't get to have a big 30th birthday and Mm. we're still in COVID and he didn't get to have a birthday again this year. It was kind of COVID, COVID friendly birthday. So, you know, he might just have to celebrate 32 as the big, the big number because we haven't, we haven't been able to do anything. Um, But I don't really find the age difference to be that weird unless we make mention of stuff like that.
0: Yeah. It's only when you're thinking about the past and realizing yeah. that you grew up in completely different. Areas. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Okay. So let's move. Okay. So we've talked about marriage. Next step for so many people is when it's time to have a child. And yeah. so you have quite a story with that experience. So do you want to share just a little bit about your journey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we didn't, we didn't want to rush into having children. Um, we, we wanted a family. We wanted to be able to enjoy, um, married life. Um, but had we have known that it was going to take almost a year and a half and a little bit slash a lot of bit of science, um, we probably would have started sooner. So we, we got married in June of 2018. And, um, we went on our honeymoon. We kind of, we enjoyed our married life. We, we enjoyed getting to go on adventures. We enjoyed getting to do things together, but we got to, we kind of settled down. And again, that communication that we had, we were like, okay, we're, we're ready. We're ready to start discussing family. And, um, we, it was, let's see, I guess, I don't know. Maybe March or April of 2019 um, is when we kind of started to discuss everything about having having a family. And of course, the first thing you do is you go to your OB, you check and make sure everything's okay. Everything is gonna be easy to do. And um we we tried for a while and it wasn't working. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, we're gonna give you just a little bit more time. And then we'll bring in that science. And so we thought, okay, that's fine. And so she gave us so many months and then we kind of just went on because when you're not trying, that's when something happens. But when, when you're trying to be like on a schedule and trying to do everything, that's when it doesn't. Um, so in September of 2019, um, we were running out of options in terms of having, biological children, nothing, nothing was working. Um, so a family friend, um, actually told us about one of her daughter's friends, um, that had went, that had gone to bios fertility Institute in St. Louis. Um, and so we met with Dr. Klinoff and Dr. Purdy, and they started to figure out what wasn't connecting for us. So after two months of, tests and procedures and driving to Fairview Heights and Swansea one to two times a week. Um, and that was, it was at the start of some things going on with, with the mail getting slower and things not happening. Um, and the Saturday, yeah, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Um, my aunt drove us, drove me over to Swansea so we could get medicine, um, because none of the vials and none of the shots had come in on time. So we were going to miss, um, the entire, entire cycle. We were going to miss everything. So she made sure that we definitely didn't do that. And so then, uh, one icy morning, we barely made it over to Swansea. Um, it was not supposed to get bad until, we got there. We had checked the weather, and I mean, cars were off on every side of the road. And I thought, okay, is this really what our plan is? Is this really how we're going to start a family in the middle of a snowstorm? Oh, this is this is good. <laughs> so we get over to Swansea. We had our transfer surgery. Um, we had to stay at a hotel that night because there was absolutely no way that we were going to make it back home safely. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we, we stayed in a hotel and there was one hotel open that had rooms because, and we slid into the parking lot, all of the restaurants around had closed. Thankfully there was a target and we stayed at one of those like extended stay hotels because that was the only thing available. So Ryan ran to target and bought noodles and butter. And we ate buttered noodles for dinner because there was nothing else to do. Like, that's just how it worked. Like, that's kind of what happened. And so it was, it was really hectic. Um, And then, you know, you, with IVF is what we ended up having to do. You have to do shots. And so many of the shots have to be timed perfectly. Well, the problem was, one of the nights that I had a shot that was due at a certain time, um, we had a very important event that we had to attend. And I mm-hmm. thought, I don't know what to do. It was a murder mystery dinner at, dressed in 20s themed stuff. And I said, I don't know what to do. So I called one of my friends that I knew would be at the murder mystery dinner. And I was like, hey, I need a huge favor. And she's like, anything. What do you need? And I was like, yeah. So the IBF journey, I have to have a shot tonight at like seven, I think it was like seven thirty-seven. It was some really weird, specific time. Oh, and wow. I said, so I need help doing this shot. And so she's like, I'm not a nurse. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I mean, you're a mom, you can <laughs> help me figure this out. So in the middle of the dinner, we got up went to the bathroom and she had to administer a shot like in the middle of the dinner. And without that, like we wouldn't have, we would have lost this whole, whole cycle. And so it was, um, I can't thank her enough for, for helping me um, through through that.
0: Well, hello there. I hope that you are enjoying this episode so far. Megan and I, continued this conversation for a while, and as usual, I let it run just a little bit over. So what we're going to do is take this conversation so far, call it episode one, and next week we'll hit episode two, where Megan and I will really dive more into what any kind of untraditional um any any kind of family can look like that's not just a mom, a dad, and two kids. So we're really excited to chat through that with you. Um, In the meantime, I wanted to dedicate today's lightning round to IVF because that is something that has helped Megan and her family and so many people through their journey with infertility. And so we are going to explore seven fast facts from Women's Health Magazine all about IVF. So here's our lightning round for the day fun fact number one is that IVF usually isn't the first course of action for a family working through infertility there are other options to explore and a lot of doctors will want you to look to those first because so often IVF involves a team of doctors and medical procedures and a big bill Um, so they're usually going to encourage you to explore other avenues first number two is that the process of IVF is really a team effort you're going to have so many doctors as well as your family, the patient themselves, and of course um, any of their partners or relatives or friends that are joining on the journey, that are all going to work together to do things uh, like the, the, the medical operations in the clinic, but also like Megan mentioned, sometimes your friends and family have to help with shots and things like that, so it really can be a team journey. Fact number three is a little less fun. IVF is a pricey procedure and it usually ranges thirteen dollars to $15,000 per cycle. So being prepared is important when you're considering IVF treatments. Number four, the younger you are, the better your odds are at getting pregnant from an IVF procedure. Just like with all fertility, uh, your, your chances of producing go down Um, over time, so the younger you are, the more likely you are going to be to have a successful pregnancy as a result of an IVF cycle. Fact number five is that your lifestyle can really affect your pregnancy outcomes with IVF, and I feel like this is true with all pregnancy, obviously I'm not a doctor, um, but you know, the more you uh, can eat healthy and exercise, the outlet that we're getting this information from really says that those are going to increase your odds of pregnancy from IBF. Uh, fact number six is that side effects are actually pretty rare from the hormone therapy. Um, obviously they're not non-existent, there are always risks with any medical procedure, uh, but aside from normal pregnancy side effects, your other effects should be pretty pretty minor. Number seven is just a reminder that there are no guarantees when it comes to IVF. It's not successful for everyone, but as you've just heard Megan mention, it can be very helpful for a lot of families and is a great tool in the tool belt of fertility and of building a family. So I hope that today's lightning round was more than just, um, you know, some fun facts for or uh, fun background music, but it was really something that helps you or someone you love to understand all of the facts about IVF and, and what it really means to start a family. So I'm going to leave it here. Like I said, I really appreciate everyone listening. Um, I hope that you all have an amazing week and that this podcast episode ha- can help you to live the life inspired. Thanks so much.